Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 90 on November 16th of 2022. Today, I will be answering three interesting questions and reading an extraction from the draft of Chapter 1 of my next investment book that will be available in a few weeks. This book analyzes the 106 strongest, highest dividend-paying stocks traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Question number one. What mistakes does a new investor make when first venturing into the stock market? Most new investors do not realize that they are just as smart as the investment advisor who is supposed to be guiding their investing. They are in a new, unfamiliar territory. It is natural for them to feel intimidated. They fail to recognize that in this relationship that they are the prey and not the employer of the investment advisor, that the advisor's job is to transfer as much money from the investor's pocket to the pocket of the financial institution who is their employer. Despite their smiles and charm, they are not your friends. Due to their lack of experience, the investor only feels relief that they have found someone who will take this gigantic investment burden off their shoulders and guide them to certain wealth. They sit there mute, nodding their heads in agreement because they do not know enough to question the investment advisor's recommendations or understand what is about to cost them. They accept the honeyed words like, it is going to cost you so little you won't even notice it. Anytime you have a question, just phone me. I'll take care of everything and even do your income tax return. They desperately want to believe that they have found the wise, fair expert who has only their best interest at heart. Within minutes, they turn over their total life savings to the advisor. If they were buying a million-dollar house, they would carefully inspect the house, research the neighborhood, pay a lawyer to check the title, and pay an inspector hundreds of dollars to inspect the soundness of the house to bring any hidden problems to their attention before committing to the purchase. Why does the same degree of due diligence not go into assessing an investment advisor and analyzing their investment recommendations for a million dollars of your life savings? There are consultants who would charge an hourly rate to assess advisors' investment advice. Books, videos, and investment groups exist that give insight into investing. What is the rush to close the sale? Since you are not buying a whole house that must close on a certain date, why not initially invest only 10% of your wealth with the advisor? You can hold out the carrot that over a year you will invest the rest, providing there are no problems and you can see the benefits. Over several months, 
you will see whether the investment is giving you a positive return and what it is costing you. As you gain more and more investment knowledge, this gives you an opportunity to question that advisor who is anxious to get the rest of your savings. However, be prepared. The advisor wants to close the sale now and has been taught to handle objections. He is going to do his best to convince you to invest everything now. Delaying the close also gives you time to test what would happen if you became a self-directed investor. It gives you a chance to confirm whether you really need an investment advisor's annual fees and commissions that come with them. Perhaps you could self-invest 10% of your money and see how your self-investing results compare to the 10% the advisor is managing. It will also force you to learn more about investing. The big mistake most new investors make is failing to appreciate the seriousness of the decision they are making. They must proceed cautiously, trusting no one and testing the waters before fully committing to an investment purchase. Question number two. How do you pick winners and losers in the stock market? You succeed in the stock market, not by picking stock market winners and losers, but by finding and investing in financially strong companies who have long histories of ever-rising share prices and, most of all, ever-rising dividend payouts. These are companies who are managed by wise executives who make the revenue and expense decisions that result in profits from profits are paid dividends. With such companies, the actual share price at any given moment is almost irrelevant because in time, such strong companies' shares will dip and again rise to new record highs. To find such stocks is not difficult if you're shown how to do it. They are the polar opposite to vast majority of investors who are speculators, trying to predict future share prices by buying at a low price and selling at a high price based on their emotional hunches. Trying to accurately predict future share prices is futile. Question number three. What is the possibility of another global stock market crash in the next few years? What is a few years? There will always be a future global stock market crash to worry about unless you invest in such a way as to minimize their impact, such as financially strong companies paying high dividends whose dividends you can live off during the downturns. Crashes are caused by speculators, not by financially strong companies paying dividends out of profits. I have a chart that plots out the duration of the market crashes in the last 100 years. It shows the market crashing once or twice every 10 years. If you'd like to get a copy of this chart, send me an email.
The following is an extraction from chapter one of my next investment book that I'll have out in the next few weeks. You are just as capable as anyone to build a stock portfolio that will provide you with a generous income, even through market crashes and recessions, while increasing by several multiples over your lifetime. You just need someone to show you how to do it. My objective is to show you a simple, easy way to build a strong, safe portfolio. The 106 financially strongest, highest paying dividend stocks traded on the New York Stock Exchange that I analyze in this book will serve as the examples that you will use from here on in your consideration of a stock. Things are neither good nor bad, except by comparison. You will now have 106 measuring sticks to compare any future stock investments you may consider. You will be able to judge their financial strength and judge their historical patterns of behavior. My approach to investing evolved from my 40 years of analyzing commercial risk. It became obvious to me that those business executives who were making the best revenue and expense decisions were not inanimate machines, but were creatures of habit and emotion. They took great pride in their ability, year after year, to exceed the previous year's sales and profits. This was no easy task. None of them had a monopoly. They were competing head-to-head with skilled executives and other companies. It was hammered into me on my first job out of university as a young commercial credit reporter that a company whose sales and profits are not growing every year is unhealthy. As an investor, I soon realized that the investing in stocks is just another form of commercial credit risk. You're looking for the impact of those executives who can create the ever-growing profits from which dividends are paid. Dividends are an obvious indicator of a company's financial health. All the information you need to find healthy companies for your portfolio is readily available. I will show you how to choose 20 strong companies from the thousands of stocks traded on the New York Stock Exchange and other stock exchanges. In this book, you will find a two-page report on each of the 106 highest dividend-paying strongest stocks on the New York Stock Exchange. Would I want every one of these 106 in my portfolio? No, I think some are much better than others. My choice would probably not be the same as yours. We all have different perspectives and experiences. Your task, with my assistance, is to sort out which 20 you feel are the best for your unique portfolio or to use what you have been shown to consider 
other stocks that may come to your attention and compare them to the 106. It is critical that only you do this choosing of your 20 stocks because you must understand why you chose those stocks and why you have faith that they will grow and provide you with the income you seek. Although these strong stocks share prices will gradually increase over the years, there will be times when their dividend yields may climb while their share prices may dip temporarily. You have to have the patience and the insight to recognize and live with the fluctuations of stocks. For quick reference in finding your 20 stocks, there are three one-line summaries of all 106 stocks. They sort the 106 by stock score, dividend yield percent, and alphabetically. The stock scoring software used throughout this book is also available. Although you're shown how to work out a stock score manually, the software reduces the task to seconds. If not yet requested this software, send an email to imacd at informus.ca. It allows you just before you purchase any stock to confirm its current strength. This consistent, easy-to-use stock scoring tool allows you to mathematically grade and compare the strength of any stocks you are considering. Why should you have 20 stocks in your portfolio? Why not two or 200? Although the odds are remote, if you invest equally in 20 stocks, you will have only 5% of your wealth committed to the fortunes of any one stock. If some one in a million disaster should ever destroy one of your companies in your portfolio of 20 stocks, its loss would hardly be noticeable. The average 6% dividend yield of your total portfolio would easily cover such a loss. Financially strong companies like those 106 would take years to fall into insolvency. You should have sufficient time to remove your exposure to their problems. However, 20 stocks provide you a form of insurance of steady income and growth in the value of your portfolio. If you had invested in only two stocks and one met some form of unexpected disaster, this loss of 50% of your wealth would be a major catastrophe. No single stock in your portfolio is as important as the total portfolio of all the 20 carefully chosen stocks. 20 stocks is small enough in a portfolio that when you review and rescore your stocks, perhaps every three to six months, it will take no more than a few hours. This review should also include a Google search of the company's name followed by complaints and legal issues. You are looking for unexpected information about the company that such a search might reveal. 
greater than 20 stocks, and these reviews start to become an onerous task, which increases the chances that you may feel inclined to skip periodic reviews. In the only monitoring I advise doing is keeping a daily record of the total value of your portfolio and how much cash it generates. If you receive unexpected cash, you will want to investigate where it is coming from. Perhaps one of your stocks has been acquired by another company and you must now find another stock to invest in. Most days, no new cash will appear because most dividends are paid at the middle or at the end of the month. They should come in like clockwork. The schedule of when dividends will be paid is readily available. The other reality is limiting your portfolio to 20 stocks is that there are a small number of financially strong high dividend stocks to choose from. You do not want to compromise strength of your portfolio by adding low-scoring stocks with limited histories of share price and dividend payout increases. 20 carefully selected stocks should achieve better results than mutual funds. Index funds, hedge funds, and ETFs who often invest in hundreds of stocks. A large number of weak stocks in these funds almost guarantees mediocre results. As well, annual fund management fees and charges put these fund investments at a disadvantage. You will find with a 20-stock portfolio that it will follow the general direction of shares traded on the New York Stock Exchange. When the New York Stock Exchange is up, you should find your portfolio will also be up. Although there is no need to obsess over your portfolio, you may want to take a few minutes each day to watch a business website or television channel that streams stock movements. You will soon get insight into how and why pessimistic and optimistic speculators are moving the market and your stocks. Speculators only control the rise and fall of share prices today. The executives of companies make the revenue and expense decisions that result in the profits in which your dividends are paid monthly and quarterly. While speculators may be influenced by the reporting of these profits, they have no control over the profits. The success of your portfolio is measured over months and years, not over daily or hourly fluctuations. Time is your friend. Your ultimate objective is to achieve financial independence where you no longer need to be employed to live the life you want to live. Your portfolio provides you with sufficient growing income to meet all your needs. With your 20 stocks, you would also seek safety and diversity. You do not want all the stocks to be in the same industry. The economy impacts different industries in different ways. If one industry is down, another industry is usually up. You want a mixture of banks, insurance companies, real estate companies, manufacturers, oil companies, mining companies, and so on. In each of the 106 company reports in the book, you will be provided information on the stock's line of business.
Another area of diversification to work on is the nationality of the business. Of the 106 companies listed, 34 are headquartered outside the United States. While many of these foreign companies are large, international, high capital companies, their foreign head offices disqualify them from being included in index lists like the Standard & Poor's 500. Different countries react to economic fluctuations differently. While American companies may be hurt by some economic changes, foreign companies may benefit from these changes. Foreign ownership is another element of safe diversification. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.